Hey, Glenn from Emberfolk here. After a bit of a break, I'm back with a lineup of really interesting guests for this third season. And last year, I focused a little bit more on video and live. But this year and this season, I'm really going to try and get back to focusing on audio. So to kick things off, I'm going to talk to Gabby and Lauren at Superkeen. They uh, released this really interesting transparent report on how their first year of running a small design studio in New York worked. They go into great detail about how much money they made, uh, the cost they accumulated, and also what it's like to work together. And um, I think if you're even remotely thinking about setting up yourself, or if you've just started, this would be a super interesting conversation uh, for you guys, because they're super talented, really transparent about their working process. And I think you'll be able to take away a lot from this conversation. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Maybe Folk podcast. I'm Glenn, your host for today, and I'm talking to Gabby Lord and Lauren Wong, who founded the brand strategy and design studio Superkeen that works with early stage founders and is based in New York. And I'm very happy to welcome Lauren and Gabby to the show today. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. So the reason I really wanted to talk to you today is you guys founded... Um, super keen i think in march 2021 so last year just over a year ago and in the spring of this year i think i saw gabby tweet about we're going to be really transparent about how we work and what we're earning and what how many clients we've worked with and you released this really detailed report that i was just fascinated by and i think literally on the same day i reached out to gabby and said I want to. I want to know more because I think we're always so careful in the design industry to talk about money. I think a lot of people shy away from the topic. So I really applaud, first of all, that you two are being so transparent. And I just want to. I just want like our audience to to find out more about what the pros and cons of this sort of approach are. What you learned out of it, and we'll go a little bit more into detail on the numbers, but. Maybe just for the audience who haven't come across Super Keen, it might be worth going one step back and just, you know, giving a little overview of what brought you two together. I think you previously worked at Character together, and then you decided to to leave your your jobs and form your own studio. Maybe you run us through through that initial decision first. Sure. Um... I will caveat in a spirit of transparency that we the report is completely copied from someone else, um, Ian from Gardner, New York. So I just want to caveat that before we before I forget to mention that. I'll um, make sure to link Lauren, that as well. Wanna... <laughs> yeah, great. Um, yeah, Lauren, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So we um, had the great fortune of working together at Character, which is a brand strategy and design studio. We were part of the New York studio, um, worked on a ton of projects together, mostly working with early stage founders. And I think we just kept on gravitating to the way that we both worked. Gabby's the most strategic person, strategic designer I've ever met. Um, and it's it was just such a joy to work with someone who's craft you respect so much, but also really gets it on a bunch of other levels. Like we went up to Dia Beacon together. We joke about the same 
movies and shows together. Um, and I think there was a point when we realized that the kind of studio that we were excited about was one that we hadn't really worked in in our past. And we thought, you know, maybe maybe it was time to start something new, start something together. Yeah, and I think I'd had a lot of friends kind of joke about starting a studio. It's kind of one of those things you always throw out there, like, yeah, like one day let's start a studio together. But I was always very hesitant because I was like, these guys are great. They could be like great designers, but I'm like, you're going to be a useless business partner. Like as much as I love you, I'm going to be stuck sending the invoices. I'm going to be the one doing like forecasting, client relationships, like all of that sort of stuff. I'm used to taking on that as well. Whereas in when I met Lauren, it really just felt like a complementary skill set, but something that, I don't know, I think the biggest thing with the two of us is like, we just trust each other so much that I'm never worried about what Lauren's doing. She's never worried about what I'm doing. It's, we have very different kind of things that we cover, but ultimately if I drop the ball, Lauren's already caught it most of the time. And if hopefully if Lauren drops the ball, I'm kind of fumbling it somewhere else as well. <laughs> well, I think it's it's great to hear that you both seem to really balance each other, which which uh, is uh, I think very apparent also from the report that you released on how the the splits between the jobs that you guys were finding throughout the year. I think initially you were both in completely different continents when you when you started. Is, is that correct? That like, were you still in Australia at that yeah. point, Gabby? I was in Australia because I had to switch visas. So yeah. during the you know the height of the pandemic as well. That wasn't the easiest thing to do, but also like forming the LLC and, um, you know, there's so many things that have to come before you can apply for a new visa, which is to have a company <laughs> to say that you're going to work for to get the visa. So there was a few things we had to do first before we could even think about a visa um, while also managing clients and, you know, trying to set up a lot of like contracts between the two of us, contracts for clients and potential contractors and, yeah, meanwhile, living out of a suitcase for me and Lauren working super late and taking a bunch of phone calls in all crazy hours of the morning and night. So, yeah, it was a lot in the beginning. It kind of actually feels a lot easier now in a lot of ways. I bet, now that you're both in the same city. Lauren, so yeah, what led sure. what led to the decision yeah. then after a year? Were you guys having this conversation anyway? Okay, well, let's sort of summarize the year and see how things went and like what led to the decision to make this open and an open process? So like we said, we give huge kudos to Ian Gardner who wrote this report for himself at his studio. And we were like, that's so cool. I think so much of our process and the way that we started the studio was, was relying on other, other people who were incredibly generous with us. Um, and I think that idea of transparency was something that we wanted to be doing at the very beginning because it was so much a part of what inspired other people um, to work with us. It really inspired us to figure out how to find the projects that we like the most. Um, I think when we realized that being transparent is easier, it's nicer, it makes everything work better, it just felt like a natural way to keep it going. So, you know, if our whole year the best thing that we learned was being transparent can be good for you, we wanted to see what would happen if we really pushed it forward and you know, we're as transparent as possible, even to our parents' chagrin, because they were really stressed out by how I think, much yeah, I we were sharing. In our, in our intro call, I was like, so, yeah, who did you get, like, the most pushback from? I think both of you were like, yeah, probably our parents. <laughs> they were like, what? what the hell? Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, I think people are just like, 
that's cool, but like why, what's in it for you? And there is actually so much in it for us though. I think that's what, what is funny that I think people can't really grasp. I think that I've definitely gone through my whole career with the, like the mantra of like, give everything, you know, away. It's from that book. Um, you know, the, the one with the big bold type on it. Now, now I'm blanking on the name of it. Oh, it's not, yeah. it's not how good you are. It's how good you want to be. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like everyone's always got a copy of it. I think I've given, I think I actually gave the book away, which ties in exactly. Yeah. That's the one. Um, so, you know, I, I think the more you give away, the nice. more that comes back to you. And it's kind of in the same way that, my newsletter started in the sense that almost by writing a newsletter about how I don't know anything has somehow weirdly made me a bit of an authority on someone who knows things, even though I'm literally telling everyone, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I found this cool thing. Um, And I think that's kind of what we were hoping would happen with the report. And people have reached out to us and I feel like we've already met a bunch of new people who have seen the report and want to chat and are like, Oh, I do you know, I'm thinking about starting a web development studio and it was really cool to see the numbers. And ultimately we also just wanted to put out the information that we were wondering as well. We're like, how the fuck does anyone start a studio? Like how do people make money from this? Like how do people actually pay themselves a comparable salary to survive in New York city? Um, and even we are still figuring that out. (laughs) This is by no mean like a that's year oh, one. It's yeah. still early days. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also, also it's true. It has been really cool. <laughs> we, I'm just going to say that it's not also like it's one version of a studio as well. Like it's, I think our approach is quite non-traditional in terms of our, how, our partnership. The fact that we don't really want to build like a huge conglomerate or like scale really fast. Um, so it's also, I think our model is quite unique um, than what we've seen out there already. Yeah, we have shared various versions of this in the past, mostly through teaching. So we teach a session on how to pitch for New Ink, which is the New Museum's um, incubator. And we've taught a little bit about how to start a studio for other friends of ours who run really interesting programs and initiatives. And one of the things that we found is every single time we're really honest and really upfront about the numbers in particular, people go wild. Because I think so much of it is meant to be shrouded in mystery. You kind of don't want to ask or you think it's awkward or you feel guilty about it. But most people want to know. And, and honestly, a lot of people are willing to share if given the right environment. So we just want to create a more of an environment where people feel excited to share things, um, where there's more of an abundance mindset, because we don't believe that sharing how much we're making from this will make people undercut us. If someone wants to, you know, try and charge less, that's great for them. That doesn't really affect us. Um, There's plenty of projects to go around. So um, we've been overwhelmingly overwhelmingly excited um, about I'm very stuff. happy to hear that because as I said I'm, I, I think it's uh, it's uh, exemplary to, to try and be more open especially about finances in the design industry you know like I, I think it's just not not spoken about enough and often just you know brushed over um, and you also mentioned the, the, that there is more than enough work going around if we can go into some of the, the, the initial numbers on, on this um, report that I'll share as well in the show notes that you know you, you took on 14 clients during the first year which led to 
33 projects and you passed on roughly 20 plus of uh, of other projects so you know like the, there's 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 more work than than you can handle than than you want to do i mean it can also be a decision can't it yeah but also those numbers i think were good for us to <laughs> to be like maybe we shouldn't be taking on this much work and we don't track out we don't track hours yeah. <laughs> because we would both be equally mortified by how many hours we have worked. Um, we're, I think we're doing going to do a better job of that this year in terms of scheduling vacations, probably taking that time off. Lauren's got back from um, a vacation in Portugal. I was in Berlin recently. So I feel like we're really protective of each other having rest. We're not very good at protecting our own rest time, I think, um, <laughs> but working on it. Um, but yeah, honestly, 2021, there was a lot of weeks where Lauren and I did not sleep much and we worked weekends and late nights. So I think as well, <laughs> again, just, it's not a typical nine to five situation, um, with those numbers. So to caveat as well, I think context is everything. Th- th- this is a very good point, And I'll get to that as well. If you mind, I'll actually like read some of these numbers since, since they're openly available. I, I kind of feel weird. Sure. Sort of like talk. Hey, this is a weird thing. I feel weird good just pra- even reading them. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's good practice for you. So, <laughs> so in year one uh, of super keen, you had a, a total revenue that split over freelancing, different brand programs, design and strategy projects, teaching and uh, trade of uh, products. Uh, and you uh, had a total of 456,000 US dollars. And then you also list all of the expenses split across overheads and uh, general admin costs and taxes, which is, I think is always super interesting to see and how that compares around the globe. And then also how many uh, freelancers you had to pay. So you had about, let's say like uh, 95,000 of that is, uh, is set aside for expenses. And when you mention the context part, like for some people this might seem like a hell of a lot of money but then you guys are also living and working in new york which probably also means that 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 goes maybe not quite as far as somebody living in the middle of nowhere in northern germany which is where i'm based so um yeah talk us a little bit through like how does this you you were saying about the hours that you had to spend like do you feel the 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 time that you spent was was uh purely just because you were so excited about the the first year or was it because you really felt like we had to reach a certain amount of profit for this year to feel like we've had a, a successful start? So we had goals that we wanted to hit. We had goals for revenue. We had goals for how much we wanted to pay ourselves that we thought was fair in New York, given, you know, where we wanted to live and kind of how much experience we had. Um, But honestly, we had no idea what was going to happen. We thought, you know, if this totally bombs, we can probably freelance a little bit. And we were just overwhelmed by how many clients really wanted to work with us. So a lot of it came from us having no idea what the year was going to be and probably saying yes to way too many things, partly because we were excited about it, much less about whether we thought it was going to pay the bills. I think one thing that surprised us was actually how low our expenses were. We didn't have an office. We thought really carefully about what the, the things that we needed to really work well. We didn't travel anywhere because it was COVID. Um, so, you know, the biggest unknown for us was how much taxes we were going to pay. But for the most part, I think we were um, 
excited about projects to the point where we took on way too many that was detrimental to our work life, much less about taking on too many projects because we were <laughs> trying got to too excited. And also being in a new studio, yeah. having no work, we were also like, okay, what's actually, how can we build up our portfolio as fast as possible? Because we're starting from zero. You can't, yeah, that's, I think that's the hardest thing about starting a studio is that you are completely starting again. Um, you can't put in anything you've ever worked on before. So that was definitely in the back of our mind a lot as well. Um, I mean, would you be yeah. open to talking about how that transition worked then? Because I presume you weren't exactly able to poach some character clients. I, I, I think you're still working with character occasionally. So was yeah, this basically just contacts take- and, and other... Um, because I think you, 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 you released a website, but it didn't really show any work. You had a Instagram channel for so, to show some examples, but like just uh, uh, very, very few images. So yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible how much work you managed to, to, <laughs> to bring together in a year with almost zero promotion. <laughs> yeah, it was zero promotion. We did one, well, we accidentally... <laughs> We kind of accidentally launched the studio because we did a conversation similar to this, what we're doing now, that um, was on International Women's Day and we talked about the studio and then that was coming out. We were like, oh crap, we actually don't have anything about this online yet. So we kind of just like threw together something on the domain, created Instagram and posted it on our personal accounts. And that's kind of how um, I think people found out what we were doing. Um, but yeah, even, and that's kind of, I suppose it got out to like past clients that we had worked with, that we had started our own thing. And, um, we did work with a couple, we have worked with a couple clients that we took from character, but again, we asked character, we made sure that was all okay. Like, I think that we were very much like wanting to do the right thing and they were incredibly supportive of what we were doing as well. Um, that, yeah, again, I think that everyone just has this idea that by telling the truth you're going to get into trouble and we just haven't found that to be the case at all we just are like hey like this client reached out to us they wanted to ask if we would um do the website for the strategy and brand work that you know lauren and i worked on those accounts together so the client knew who we were so when they found out we had gone out on our own um and character like yeah go for it that sounds great (laughs) so I think that if they had not given us their blessing, we wouldn't have pursued it. But um, thankfully, they did. And we really just haven't had any issues in that regard. Um, and the rest has just been people we've worked with. Yeah, that particular project, we go actually... Ahead, Sorry, go ahead. That particular project that Gabby's mentioning, we actually kept on trying to get them to go back to character because we're like character is a great studio it did a lot of the work we don't want to step on any, any toes you know we love we love working with you but it doesn't feel appropriate and finally character is like <laughs> yeah. you should do this um and, and that was a funny thing to realize i think um one of the things that's always so interesting i don't think we have this in the report was that we didn't send a single outbound no cold calls no new biz Every single thing came from people who knew the caliber of our work and for people who just really liked what we were trying to achieve and we're so grateful for that. I it mean, was hats really off. surprising. I, I, you know, it's uh, it's uh, incredible to follow along. I know it's only the first year, but I'm, you know, I'm really excited to see where you guys go with this. And I think, uh, you know, being honest and transparent, you know, they're, they're good mantras to live by. And I think, you know, showing 
how this can actually aid your work um, as, a, as a young studio is, uh, is great to hear. And I'm sure, I, and I really hope that other people take this to heart. Um, I, I loved how you also sort of summarized the year in words and sort of almost did a little mini interview with each other. The one that really stood <laughs> out to me, I think, was from Gabby, where you said the biggest learning moment. I think you said something along the lines of, you know, it's sometimes good not to know what you're getting yourself into because otherwise you wouldn't start. There's, there's things you shouldn't know or you'd never start. Like, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was almost going to ask that question, like, what did you learn that you would want to know back then? Does that mean you're quite happy that you didn't know some of the things that were, <laughs> that were coming? Or would you want to tell yourself, if you could go back a year, like, okay, at least this one little thing you should probably pay attention to that's coming up? I think there would have been learning, poignant learning moments for us. We haven't done it yet. Nothing, too, nothing bad has really happened. I think Good. that, um, yeah, I think some things you just have to be stupid enough to just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, that's how I've gone through life so far and it's worked, worked out okay. Yeah, totally. There's um, There are small things like we wish we took our own advice about not falling in love with a name, which we tell our clients never to do. We love doing naming and we always tell them don't fall in love because the, mm. the lawyers are going to rip your hearts out when they tell you that it's not trademarkable. And we totally fall in, lo fell in love with the first name that we ever came up with. Um, that's not super keen and we, we are obsessed with super keen now, but sometimes we knew the right answer and we just didn't follow our own advice. Um, so that was pretty funny. But there are other things like leaving things to experts like accounting and legal, you know, stuff like that was so helpful. We tell everyone who's thinking about starting off on their own how valuable it is. Um, but, you know, we don't, we can't imagine too many things that we would really want to know because otherwise we would have been really nervous about starting this and, and maybe, you know, dragged our feet or, or so I mean, maybe then for off. somebody who's thinking about just jumping in, which I, I you know, I, I definitely can um, uh, recommend. Did you, you know, did you guys have some savings set up before making the sleep? Like that wasn't really mentioned in the, uh, in your report of like, what did you need to kind of make that initial leap? Did you, you know, have enough money in the bank to feel like, okay, we can do a couple of months, uh, you know, we've got a little runway that even if nothing comes in, we'll be fine for a certain amount of time. Like, how did you prepare yourselves before you actually jumped, you know, before you actually quit your jobs and, and jumped ship? Um, yeah, so because I knew, was going back to Australia I and I didn't know how long I was going to be there, I kind of anticipated what ends up happening. I was kind of a bit nervous about getting stuck there that I actually packed up my apartment and put it into storage and gave up my lease where I was currently living. So my expenses, like my daily life expenses were a lot less um, in a sense. I was still staying in Airbnbs and all kinds of places in Australia, but not having that additional like New York City rent on top mm -hmm. of things was obviously a lot easier for me. Um, to be honest, I feel like we didn't really talk that much about that in the beginning. <laughs> just, we were just kind of just... Again, I think context is everything that this is when we first kind of started talking about this, it was 2020, things were pretty grim in New York. Mm. Like, it's kind of interesting how much I think we've all suppressed that 
uh, collective trauma that we all went through. And I think we're still processing a lot of what happened. Um, But I think that was a big reason of why Lauren and I just decided, I think we just couldn't really live the way we were anymore. And I think a lot of people felt that way. And I think that's ultimately what's led to the great resignation that we're seeing happening. You know, we've seen happen over the last two years. And I think this jump for us just felt like we just didn't really know what else to do. I think at the time this just felt right. Yeah. Agreed. And I think too, there's such a huge demand for design and strategy at the moment. Um, it's not specific to us. It's, it's kind of all around because so many folks are starting to realize how important brand is in a world that is mostly digital and delocated. And so, you know, the two of us had already been hit up a couple of times from other folks who wanted freelance while we were working full time. And we hoped that, you know, if we were able to quit our jobs, maybe we get some great freelance jobs. Maybe we just take a little bit of a break and we take that hit on our savings. Um, and then we'd work super hard to either get clients or take on more freelance work with friends that we like. Um, but we were both pretty optimistic about what would happen and didn't really think too far. I think that was helpful well, I'm glad for that us. You did. I'm glad that you took that leap and uh, you had the courage to, because I'm, I'm sure it'll pay off in the long run. I mean, maybe to wrap up, I, I saw on your Instagram channel that you're also opening this, this side project, I'll call it for now, because I'm not sure how, how far you're into it. And I'm also not really sure how to pronounce the name, so you have to help me out here. Since we were talking about naming things, so I'll give it a shot. You can correct me. But uh, culture, culture, yeah, culture, culture, yeah, culture. So th- this is, I think, stemmed from yeah, your so your request. Like the, a lot of companies coming to you with additional requests, and you wanting to recommend other parties or other freelancers, and they're just like a, lacking like a a trustworthy network. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think. One of the things that was really interesting to us is that we got a lot of requests for projects, but we got a ton more requests from people who were looking for collaborators. Sometimes they wanted to work with us, but a lot of times they were friends who said, I know you're busy. I know you've got a lot of projects on. I'm actually looking for someone who doesn't have your expertise. Do you know someone who's into animation or I'm looking for a great photographer or can you point me to the direction of someone who does growth strategy? I trust your advice and I want to know. One thing we found was that it was really hard to recommend great people who were also available. And two, our network, as broad as it is across the two of us with two totally different disciplines and strategy design, we just realized that it was really hard to have a diverse network for anyone unless you you made a really conscious effort. And both of us make a really conscious effort and we still thought that our network was not as diverse as we wanted it to be. So partly culture is an honest attempt for us to fix something for ourselves. We really want to diversify our network. We want to share things with other people. We want to work with different types of folks and bring other perspectives into our own work. But it's also because there's a lot of people who always get hit up for the same projects. And we think that there's a real big opportunity to share the wealth, like bring other projects to more people who look different and have different skill sets and are super great for the job, but might not have access to those types of networks. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds like a great idea. You might also have the opportunity to provide uh, certain designers or creatives with jobs where clients are maybe hesitant because they might not have the 
experience or that perfect project in the portfolio that literally looks identical to what they want. And I think, does, you know, like other creatives can spot that really quickly, but a client sometimes lacks the expertise to look beyond what's in the portfolio. I think that's a, as soon as I saw it, I thought it's a great idea and something that should exist more more often. And I think even for now, just focusing on, on the US or even East Coast, or um, are you going to open it up to the rest of the world? We're focused on the U.S. for the moment. Um, we're really mostly testing a beta and opening it up to a really small group of folks for the first cohort, just so we can test out how well it's working and how well it addresses kind of this little sticky problem. But yeah, big big hopes that we can bring in our friends from abroad because like you and like a lot of Gabby's at work, there's so many talented folks to work with that we are excited to work with um, outside of the US and we want great idea love it well I look forward to reading more on that as well I'll link that in the show notes and uh, on our website and um, yeah I mean I'm really looking forward to reading the next year's reviews I I, I presume since the first one seemed to be accepted quite wildly in in a positive light that you'll just continue doing these over the uh, over in the future sure yeah I think so I think that's the plan unless we're like oh we lost a lot of money. <laughs> no, but if then it would be quiet. more yeah. interesting if it like dies. <laughs> yeah. No, That's not going to happen. Fun. That's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I think we're both, um, we're both pretty optimistic, cautiously optimistic. I think that's how we like to approach most things is that we usually have a pretty good idea of something before we do it, even if all the kind of specifics aren't ironed out. I think something that we notice in each other early on is that the two of us we just know how to we know how to build things I think that's how Lauren put it once and I was like that's so true is that we'll just we know how to start with nothing and figure it out um so I guess we're just going to keep doing that <laughs> keep trying to build something keep doing it yeah. I love keep it building. all right well thank you yeah. both very much for your time Gabby Lauren thanks for talking to me today thanks so much Glenn it was our pleasure